This is The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano. They're running a strange program, y'all. Now, here's Frank Morano. Other side of midnight, Frank Morano has a well-deserved day off. I'm Dominic Carter filling in for Frank. This next conversation for me is not easy, but it is a necessity to try to help as many people as humanly possible. A friend of mine is dealing with breast cancer. Imagine this scenario in 48 hours. Just 48 hours, a week from Christmas, your body is going to drastically change because your life is on the line as you battle breast cancer. After skin cancer, breast cancer is the most common cancer diagnosed in women in the United States. Breast cancer can occur in both men and women, but it is far more common in women. Again, in just 48 hours, a friend of mine, her name is Tamara Tucci, a resident of Florida. It's set, is set, that is, to have a double mastectomy. Tamara has told me her story locally, but she is with us now before a national audience. Good morning, Tamara, and welcome to the other side of midnight. Good morning, Dom. Thank you for having me. So let me let me begin this way. Breast cancer affects one in eight women in the United States every year, and 2.3 million women worldwide. Did you think, Tamara, did you believe that you would be one of them? I did not because breast cancer does not run in my family on either side of my family. And I do not carry the BRCA gene, which if you don't know what the BRCA gene is, that's a gene that makes you highly susceptible of getting breast cancer. I am not a carrier of that gene. So I went in for my yearly mammogram in October 
Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and um, they found one spot. So it kind of, you know, for the past, I don't know how many years, uh, all my tests have been coming out perfect. So when they said they saw something, I, you know, I said, oh, this can't be. And so they called me back to redo the test to do another mammogram, uh, you know, more pictures. And the spot was still there. So they um, wanted to get a better look at it and scheduled an MRI. So when we did the MRI, that's when we found three more spots a total of four areas, and they immediately scheduled uh, biopsies on the spots they found on the MRI. And wow. yes, four biopsies, <laughs> and so, uh, so, that was not pleasant. So this this all happened so very fast for you, correct? October of this year, yes. October I don't remember of the exact year. date. Yeah, it, like earlier, early, like the first couple of weeks. I don't remember the the date, but yes. So um, I haven't had a chance to even catch my breath from all the appointments I've been going through. Wow. So, and, yes, and actually yesterday I was at another appointment um, doing pre-admissions testing to see if I'm you know, fit to go through a six to eight hour procedure, which actually is coming up. Yeah. Six to eight hours. Yes. Which you said 48 hours. There is so many questions I have for you, Tamara. And, and I have so much respect and admiration for you because I know that you're telling your story not to benefit you, but to benefit the next woman. And that is so deeply uh, admirable for you to do so. What what has been, you know, October and here we are, December and a week before Christmas. It is a lot. What has been the emotional toll on you? Oh, well, I have been kept busy with so many appointments. Uh, I have two surgeons. I have an oncologist. Um, yesterday was pre-admissions. Um, I haven't really had a whole lot of time to um, sit and think about it. But now that it's, as you mentioned, 48 hours from now, um, it, I, the changes that I'm I'm going to go through and... Um, it's scary. I'm, I won't lie. I'm nervous. I'm scared. And I, I'm in the denial stage right now that I, I can't believe this is happening to me because, as I mentioned, there's no family history of it. And um, I did go get a second opinion from another doctor, and he looked at all the scans, and and it's, it's real. <laughs> I, I just... I. I can't believe it. You know, it's it's not sinking in. It have probably you, won't. Have you until... really had a moment to catch your breath and think about no. what's about to happen? No. And 
I'm I'm trying not to. I uh, um, I've been staying busy when I have a moment. I've been I still exercise. I um, I live in Florida now. I moved down here from New York um, several years ago, and uh, luckily, you know, it's December and I can still you know walk every day. You know, it's in the seventies, so I walk every day at least two to three miles a day. I try to go to the gym every day, but the last few weeks I haven't been able to go. But uh, I just I'm trying to stay busy the best I can. And 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 uh, obviously, you know, I guess that's the only thing one can do in this situation. So you just said to me uh, a, a few minutes ago that one spot showed up on the mammy, mammogram. And they didn't find the other three until they did the uh, the M the MRI. MRI. And so, yes, I, I explain that to me here. Exactly. So um, the mammogram only showed one area, and um, so I'm going in to get the MRIs to look at that one area, and they found three more areas. They found three areas on the left and one in the right. And um, so what's concerning to me is how many um, mammograms do women get that it's not always detected. And they go back in like the next year and it's already maybe metastasized. So I really think mammograms aren't a hundred percent. I'm I'm proof of that. I mean, if it wasn't for them ordering that MRI, they would not have found the other three spots. But but another way to look at it is that without the uh, mammogram, you wouldn't have noticed anything because, as you said to me before, you almost did not get your yearly mammogram. Correct. I that's that's correct because it was already October. And every other year before, I'm going to say like maybe the last five, six years, they've been great. I don't have the family history. So, you know, I'm like, well, nothing's going to happen to me. I mean, it doesn't run in my family. I'm healthy. I don't smoke. I don't drink. Uh, it's not going to happen to me. I'm just, I'll just wait till next year. But um, that little voice said no just go get it out of the way get it done and here we are <laughs> and, again and, and as you that leads 48 me, hours that leads me to my next question because it scares me to think about the possibility that you may have waited a year and in waiting a year it could have cost you your life so even even in early stage uh breast cancers uh eventually about 30% of those cases metastasize. Uh, in other words, spread to uh, parts, to other parts of the body away from the breast. Are you worried about that? Um, I mean, yes. I, I know a lot of times that, you know, the, the mastectomy may not be 100% and there's stray cells hiding out somewhere. And typically it, it might go to the, the lung, lungs and 
Uh, yeah, I, I, but I don't want to think about that. But I know, you know, it could be a possibility, but I, I'm trying to be positive, but I'm also a realist. But um, I trust that, you know, they did catch it early enough. And um, after the double mastectomy, um, I should be okay. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Well, for even for men, uh, there there are lots of lots of calls coming in for you right now, Tamara. But we're just going to talk to you. And even for men around the country listening to this interview with you, they should care deeply as I do. And the reason that they should is because one, again, breast cancer can happen to men. But two, what you're going through, Tamara, right now is what someone in their families or their loved one or their wives or their sisters or their daughters or their mothers could could also be going through. So this is something that is very, very serious that should command should command all of our attention. I, I do want to ask you this. Uh, in, in a few minutes, I'm going to take a break, but I do want to continue the conversation with you. Complications of the surgery you're about to have in 48 hours, double mastectomy as it relates to uh, breast cancer. The surgery is very, very serious. And the surgery carries, of course, a risk of pain, bleeding, infection, arm swelling, uh, are you concerned about all of those issues that, I mean, hopefully they are minimized in your case, but they are possible to pop up? Um, I'm thinking about it, yes. And I do know that uh, uh, when I saw the surgeon last week, she did tell me that she will be removing four lymph nodes from underneath each arm, armpit area. So that concerns me. And, um, but I, I have faith in them. They're, they're some of the best surgeons in this area where I live. And, um, I just, I got to think positive that, that I'm in great hands. And, um, I, I, again, I, I am very nervous, anxious, scared, you know, my emotions are all over the place. Well, you, you, you're much braver than I am because I, I wouldn't be able to sleep. I, I don't know what I would do if I were if I were in your situation. We are chatting right now here on the other side of midnight. Frank Morano has the morning off. I'm Dominic Carter filling in. We are chatting with Tamara Tucci. Tamara is a Florida resident, and she is having a double mastectomy a double mastectomy 48 hours from now, a week from Christmas, just days from Christmas. And it's obviously a tough situation. And there is a GoFundMe page uh, for Tamara in which uh, you wonderful folks have donated uh, $3,500. The goal on the uh, GoFundMe page is 11,000. And uh, hopefully, hopefully it'll get there. Uh, by the time the surgery is over for Tamara, but just go to GoFundMe and it's under uh, breast cancer fundraiser for Tamara Tucci. Tamara, uh, before I take a break, uh, I, I a couple of quick questions. One, uh, you have said, and is this still the case that you're going to have a reconstructive surgery after the mastectomy is over? 
I am, but that is a process. Um, I was hoping that I was going to be a direct implant, meaning they would do the implants right then and I could kind of go on with my life, but I'm not a candidate because I do have four different areas. Um, So um, I'm not a candidate for the direct implant, so I'm going to have something called uh, expanders. It's like uh, temporaries to keep the skin stretched, and they want to make sure I'm healed and that they did get all the cancer out. And uh, it's going to be a process afterwards. Um, but I'm, I'm ready. I mean, I have to be. This is, you know, I, I've, someone's told me that cancer is a gift. I'm trying to, to see that. I'm, I'm not sure how this is a gift, but maybe, I'm, maybe I got it to help another woman out. I don't know. Um, I'm trying to hang in there the best I can. I really am. And that that's all that's all we can hope for uh in in your situation it's a it's a very very a very uh tough tough situation and so uh someone told you that cancer is a gift and i'm you know i i i i don't see it that way, but I'm trying to stay positive uh for you and maybe maybe you've been put in this role tamara to 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 help other uh people. I, I don't know, but I just know this is a very scary situation for me on a personal level. As I know, 48 hours from now, you're you're going under, you know, surgery, and we, you know, we're just hoping the uh, we're just hoping the, uh, the the best for you. So you are also you. There's a possibility of radiation and chemotherapy after the surgery. Is that is that how this works? So after the surgery, they send, you know, the, the <laughs> for lack of a better word, the material, the specimen, they send that off to the lab. And after the pathologist looks at it, then they're going to determine, you know, if they think it's spread or how, how bad it is. And we will discuss chemo and radiation after surgery. But as of right now, I don't know any of that. We're just, we got to do the mastectomy first. Oh, boy. We are talking here on the other side of midnight to Tamara Tucci, a Florida resident. 48 hours from now, she's having a double mastectomy. We're talking about the issue of breast cancer. I'm Dominic Carter in for Frank Marano. We will be right back. The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. It's the other side of midnight with Frank Morano. 
We are talking with Tamara Tucci, a Florida resident. Again, 48 hours from now, she's having a double mastectomy. The issue of breast cancer here on the other side of midnight. I'm Dominic Carter and for Frank Morano. Tamara, again, Christmas is right around the corner. What, what does Christmas mean to you this year? Oh, boy. <laughs> well, my Christmas plans have changed. And Christmas this year is about uh, healing, healing and getting past this. And um, it's so this, this plastic surgeon that I have, so supposedly he's one of the top in this whole area and he has a wait list to almost April and for December 20th to have opened up that there was a blessing because he's one of the top surgeons Um, pages and pages and pages of five-star reviews and so for December 20th to have opened up I consider that my Christmas gift for this year um, that we can get this taken care of and I could start the healing process. So this Christmas, this holiday season is about uh, being thankful for, for uh, December 20th to open up. So yeah, that's what Christmas is to me this year. And, that, and that's a wonderful gift to have one of the best surgeons in the area, in the state of Florida, be available to perform uh, your procedure. Now, I know this is on the front side, but as far as living with breast cancer, how do you envision your life changing? Oh, boy. So there's going to be a lot of follow-up visits, and the final procedure is not even going to be until like four and a half to six months after the mastectomy. So it's going to consume my life for a while. And then if they recommend chemo and radiation, I have no idea how long that's going to take. And uh, I'm just going to have to learn how to adjust with my uh, new lifestyle the best I can. And uh, a lot of doctor appointments, a lot of them, more than I wanted. (laughs) Wow. Have you gone through the why me stage? Um, Well, as I mentioned before, I'm still in the anger stage, anger and denial. I mean, on the surface, okay, I do know what I have, but I'm, I'm angry. I'm angry because I, as I mentioned, I, take good care of myself. I've never smoked. I don't drink. Uh, You know, it's like, what is going on? I can't believe it. So I'm angry. I'm angry that my body failed me. I, I, that's the way I'm, I'm, my brain is working right now. I feel that my body failed me. Are you you involved with any uh, support groups uh, right now uh, preparing for this? That's right around the corner. I am not involved with like any support groups per se, but 
my hospital pairs you pairs um, newly diagnosed breast cancer patients with a phone friend, someone that's already been through this and with the same exact type that I've been diagnosed with. I have, it's called invasive ductal carcinoma and I'm HER2 negative and I'm hormone driven, um, estrogen positive. I know that's a lot. <laughs> it is and, a lot. Uh, they, I couldn't yeah, even pronounce yeah. it. Right. So I, this is all, you know, new language for me here. But they pair you up with someone who's already been through it. And she has been a big help to me. And uh, she texts me all the time. She calls me. She's given me a lot of pointers on, like, things I need to get supplies that I should have on hand after I get home from the hospital. Something as simple as button-down shirts or zips because she said I won't be able to lift my arms. And I I would have never thought of that. And uh, just, just certain things that, just those little things. And because the doctors never told me any of this. She's been a big help to me. And uh, support groups, no, I, I'm, I'm not really, uh, I haven't really had any time for support groups, but I have a pretty good support system as it is with, with friends and family. But they, they don't know how to approach me. They don't know how to talk to me. You know, they, you know, they, uh, I think they think I'm in, in excruciating pain now. Like they don't know how to talk to me or handle me. So I think the support group might be, a, a you know, something I could look into. But as of right now, no, I, I'm not involved in a support group. Everybody's What's given me their advice too. Yeah. What's interesting I'm sorry. is that uh, as a friend of yours, I don't know how to react to you, what to say to you. So I, I understand uh, what what you're stating about other friends and relatives. It is a really, a really difficult process. And to the word process, to pro- it's hard for me to process what's about to happen to you. And so we're talking with Tamara Tucci. And Tamara, 48 hours from now, in the state of Florida, where she is a resident, she's having a double mastectomy, the issue of breast cancer. And so I, I've, I've only got a few minutes left here, and I'm trying to make sure that I hit the areas that are important. How, how important is it for women to pay very close attention, very close detail to the issue of breast cancer? It is extremely important. Don't be like me and say, oh, I don't have a family history of it. I don't carry the, the BRCA gene. I'll just push it off till next year. Don't. Please don't do it. Don't be like I almost was. The year that you decide to take off could be the year that you should have went. This is very important. Wow. Wow. I I, I do want to mention uh, again Mm -hmm. um, that there is a GoFundMe page for Tamara. 
It is uh, titled, all you have to do is go to GoFundMe, uh, Breast Cancer Fundraiser for Tamara Tucci. Your girlfriend put it up and running. How does it make you feel that, I mean, you haven't met your goal yet, but uh, $3,500 have come in to support you because you're going to need as much financial help, as much emotional help as you can get. 48 hours from now when this procedure is over. How has it made you feel that people from around the country are donating money, many of them that don't know you, to try and help you? So when my um, my friend Monet said, you know what, I'm putting a, a GoFundMe for you, I said, oh, my gosh, no. I'm, and she goes, no, you're going to need the help. And Monet's been a friend of mine for years we go back to, we go way back, and um, she's she's been a, a great friend to have. And uh, I do want to say thank you to everyone that has already donated. I appreciate it. It, I mean, there's people on that list that I don't even know, and I mean, it, it brings a tear to my eye that people I don't even know is is donating. And and thank you. Thank you, everybody, and I appreciate it. And um, I will be out of work for a while. I don't know how long. Um, I'm hearing approximately 12 weeks. We shall see. But the GoFundMe is, it, it's been a lifesaver. And I can't express my thanks enough to my friend Monet, who's, who put that together. But everybody that has donated, thank you so much. And again, and, uh, it's titled, um, I didn't mean to cut you off. You were about to say something? No, no I was just going to spell my name out, um, and I could be found on Facebook. And it's, uh, okay, well, actually, go ahead and do Facebook. so, please. Yeah, on, actually, on Facebook, I'm Tammy. It's T-A-M-I and Tucci, T-U-C-C-I. But the GoFundMe is under Tamara, T-A-M-A-R, Tucci, T-U-C-C-I. And um, I would love to hear from people if anybody has any advice. Everybody has been giving me, oh, you should try this, you should do that. I enjoy hearing everybody. I mean, I'm open to a lot of things. And um, if there's any words of encouragement anything I would love to hear from people. So feel free to look me up and I'm going to need the, uh, the company online. I would love to hear from people. So well, there you go. Again, up. the GoFundMe page is breast cancer fundraiser for Tamara Tucci and Tamara, you are in my thoughts. I'm, I'm going to be praying for you again and I'm going to be hoping the best. And you know, I don't even know, uh, after the surgery, when you'll be able to talk, when you might be able to talk. Uh, have the doctors told you that? Um, so I'm going to be going home with drainage tubes. And they said those will stay in. They could stay in up to 10 to 14 days. And they said once those drainage tubes comes out, I feel like, a whole new person. So like the first couple weeks after surgery, I'm probably not going to be feeling like uh, giving you an update, but I would, 
I would love to come back on and, and give you an update, give everybody an update, tell you how I'm doing and how the surgery went. Um, I, I would love to do that. Fair enough. 48 hours from now, Tamara Tucci, good luck with your surgery, your double mastectomy. We'll be thinking about you. Thank you, Dom. And a, uh, a serious, serious situation. Folks, we, uh, we have got to take a break. All the phone lines are lit up. Respecting uh, Tamara's uh, privacy, um, I'm not going to have her take any calls this morning because she has to get some rest. Uh, for her life-altering surgery, which is, again, is only 48 hours from now. We are going to take a break. When we come back here on the other side of Midnight, Dominic Carter in for Frank Marano. We'll start with your telephone calls. I'll tell you what's coming up at the top of the hour. Plus, we'll have some breaking news. Breaking news this morning as it relates to the car that hit President Biden's motorcade. We'll be right back. Other side of midnight. It's the other side of midnight with Frank Morano. The other side of midnight proudly presents breaking news. And Dominic Carter here with you folks in for Frank Morano. We finally have the audio of what happened in Wilmington, Delaware, when a car barreled into a parked SUV protecting President Biden's motorcade Sunday night as the commander in chief was leaving his campaign headquarters in Delaware. So what you're about to hear Biden was walking from the campaign office to his armored SUV when a silver sedan with Delaware plates crashed into a U.S. Secret Service vehicle that was used to close off the intersection near the headquarters for the president's departure. And you're going to hear a loud boom. First, you're going to hear somebody trying to shout a question to President Biden and as soon as you hear this loud boom, uh, quickly, agents surrounded the vehicle, guns drawn, and President Biden looks off to the side, and then the Secret Service doing what they do, about four agents immediately whisked him into the SUV. This is what it sounded like. Mr. President, why are you losing to Trump in the polls? It, it may sound like you're not hearing much, but at this point, President Biden looks off to the left as to what's going on, and everyone stood there for a second. And immediately after about a second, the body man who's the lead agent to protect the President of the United States immediately came up behind him, and you can hear in the background, they're rushing him into the vehicle. The media is going everywhere. The agents have their guns drawn on the driver, and ultimately they put their guns away. But it, for a moment, it was a very, very serious situation. And all you heard was a loud 
boom. And so they had no idea, the Secret Service, what they were dealing with in Delaware just a few hours ago. But President Biden uh, is safe. His wife, uh, Jill Biden, was already in the armored SUV. The president looked off to see what the loud noise was to his left. And he had about a beat of a second before agents surrounded him and led by the body man behind him and whisked him into the SUV and off they went. And again, the vehicle that hit the uh, the parked uh, uh, SUV protecting the motorcade, agents immediately surrounded that vehicle, guns drawn. The man in the car put his hands up, uh, surrendered, and, and at this point we don't know what happened after that. But here on the other side of midnight, Dominic Carter here with you folks in for Frank Morano. Frank has the morning off, and we are dealing with the issue up until the top of the hour of breast cancer. We just spoke with Tamara Tucci. She's 48 hours, just 48 hours from a double mastectomy. And a very, very serious situation. And um, for the last uh, 25 minutes, every phone line has been lit up. And so I'm going to take some of your calls uh, on this topic up until the top of the hour. Let me tell you what's coming up. A bit later on, during the 3 a.m. hour, we will talk with political consultant Hank Sheinkoff on the presidential race, the 4 a.m. hour, about crime, youth that are doing things that they should not. Former Correction Officers Union President Norman Seabrook will join us. Let's go to your telephone calls, Loretta in Brooklyn. Good morning, Loretta. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. Um, it is with a heavy heart. Um, um, I, I don't know why I stayed up, but now I know why. Um, if someone at the station has a P.O. box, that's how Lars did it with me. Um, the, the correspondence I had with him, he put a return address with a P.O. box. I could send a check to anybody who not, most people don't have a P.O. box, I know. But if anybody can give me a post office box number, I could send a check uh, to Tamara. She is braver than she knows and stronger than she thinks because uh, I couldn't keep it together the way she's doing it. Um, if she's listening, I just want to say God is everywhere, even at your wit's end. And definitely have faith in your surgeons and your team, but put faith where it belongs, blind faith, upstairs. Yes. And, and that's, that's all I can think of, except I want to send something, if there's a way for you. Um, I'm in the system uh, when I uh, got the booby prize from Curtis uh, a while back when he was doing that. Um, my name, address, phone number is in your system. Um, so I, I, I don't know, um, you know more about this stuff than, than I do. Um, if, if there's a way, and I could send her a Christmas card with my cat's names in them. Um, some, some sort of note, you know, of encouragement or just to brighten her a little bit. Well, um, I, 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 I hear you, Loretta, um. And folks are listening to you right now from around the country. 
Uh, I, I guess, I guess uh, if you want to send her a letter, uh, you could send it attention to me. And uh, the address here is 800. Uh, well, I don't know if I should give out the address, but, but, but you, you know how to, you know how to get a hold of me. And no, just to, I don't. Okay, well, I, I can't say it over the air, Loretta. You, uh, you, you can talk to the people, uh, to the producers off air. Uh, and they'll, I don't, they'll, I don't know how to do okay, that. Okay, Loretta, I'm trying to tell you. If you just hold on, they'll pick up the phone, and they'll tell you how to reach me. And you could send something, a letter, whatever you want to do to my attention, uh, to, to Mara. If you want to donate on her behalf, uh, you can do that as well. Make it out to Tamara Tucci or Tammy Tucci. And and we at the at the radio stations from around the country will make sure that she receives it. Thank you for the call, Loretta. Tyrone in the Bronx. Good morning. You are on the other side of midnight. Good morning, Dominic. Good morning. Um, what I have to say is um, very important for tomorrow. There is a doctor. Okay. No. 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 We're not doing that. We're not doing that this morning. She's forty-eight hours from her surgery. Every time we do a topic like this, people call up and want to push one doctor. We're not doing that this morning, folks. Okay? This is a very serious matter. We're not we're not advocating for business for any particular doctor. This woman is having surgery, a major surgery in 48 hours. And if you call up trying to pitch a doctor, I'm going to hang up on you immediately. Let's go to Russell and Peekskill, New York. Good morning, Russell. You are on the other side of midnight. Good morning, Mr. Carter. First, let me say uh, my heart goes out to Tamara. Um, <clears throat> I don't even... Uh, I, 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 I can't even envision that, like a person losing a pinky or a finger or, you know, and, 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 and that is so severe. But the, the main thing I want to mention is Christina Applegate. Uh, the actress, comedic yes. actress. Yes. She uh, she uh, had a double mastectomy, and I recall seeing her on one of the TV shows going back some years ago. But she said that uh, you know when she was in the shower, she would shower, you know, shower and massage her breasts and feel them and touch them, and of course not in a sexual manner. And she took photos. She took photos of her breasts prior to the surgery. Um, so the, the, she has a whole article there. If you, if you just Google a celebrity who have breast cancer or Christina Applegate, and, and maybe there's something, something in it for Tamara or, or all these other, uh, celebrities, Wanda Sykes. And I can't remember the other names of the, of the people, but maybe she can, Get 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 something or, or, or a little consolation or, or other people who have who have experienced this and their trials and tribulations in going through it in the aftermath. You you and raised that, some wonderful points there, Russell. I did not know that uh, the comedian actress Wanda Sykes went through this as well. She did. Yes, yes, yes. And there was there's a, a gal who's been on uh, ABC for many years. A uh, black woman, I can't recall her name. She had double, a double mastectomy also going back some years ago. But here again, if you just Google it, it'll come up 15 or 16 celebrities or 20 celebrities that have had breast cancer and so on and so forth. And like I say, maybe she can 
take a little something from that or a little a little consolation i mean it's 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 unfathomable to think of um you know for for a woman to have to or a man to have to undergo that and that's such a beautiful anatomy of a woman and you know child nurturing babies you know and all, all, all the above, uh, all that goes along with that. Uh, and you're correct, when, Russell. Uh, all I could think about, uh, the equivalent for a man, is imagine if we had to lose our testicles or one of our testicles uh, because of cancer. Yeah. That, yes, that's the yes, only thing. That's yes. the only thing I can equate it to. <clears throat> yes, yes. Russell, thank you for your call from Peekskill, New York. Let's go to Ina, line five. Good morning, Ina. You are on the other side of midnight. Frank Morano has the morning off. I'm Dominic Carter. Morning, Dominic. Thanks for taking my call. No, I was just wondering if when she was living in New York, if she was near the, um, the, the, uh, oh, man. What, what what's what's your point? You know, the, the, forget what your, the the facility. If she was near near where the World Trade Center. If she was because a lot of people came down with it. I have a family. She came home with with the dust, and and about a year and a half after, she come she come down with her left breast painting, and she took the breast off. And and she she um she she I don't know why why she was so nervous and everything she didn't make it you know she chemo get to her and everything so I was wondering if she was near the World Trade Center when she was living in New York because a lot of people came down with cancer from the dust right all all types of uh, different types of uh, cancer yes. throat cancer. Yes. All, all, all types, all types. Ina, before I let you go, uh, have you known uh, any women or women that have gone through this experience in terms of breast cancer? My family, the same young lady that I'm telling you about. Yes. Okay. Painful. It's very painful. And and she lose a lot of weight. She couldn't eat. Oh, man. Every day when I go look for her and bring food in. Um, the hospital, I cried, and, and she was very dear to me. She was very, she's younger than me, much younger than me. Wow. Pretty, but um, God bless her with with two two kids, very nice kids, and she has two grandkids and very bright. One, one of her oldest girl, now she's in, is in university. This is her last year. And very bright, a very big artist, yes. So, you know, that that consoles us. But she was... Uh, I want to know, did, she, did Tamara have a, a website where, where donation, because I would send her something. She, um, I know that a friend of hers has a GoFundMe page uh, for her. Oh. And, and thank you for the call, Ina. If you just go to GoFundMe and put in Tamara Tucci... It'll come. Uh-huh. It'll it'll come right up. Uh, uh-huh. You know, it, it's it's interesting, Ina, the point that you just made because I I've been friends with her for a long time, and oh. and and I I don't even know, I don't even know what to say to her, and right. and and I'm trying to brace myself for the conversations that we have after 
the right. surgery. I I don't know. Can I mean you know? And I'm just thinking out loud here. Can can I make a joke like I used to do? I mean, I I don't know what I can say to her, and it, it's yeah. a very and I'm not the one that's going through the uh, through the hard time at all. Mm-hmm. I'm not the mm-hmm. one going through the hard time at all. You know, it's someone else that's going through the hard time. Let me go to, I believe, Lisa on line one. Thank you, Ina. Lisa in Connecticut. Good morning, Lisa. I saw your your tweet that you uh, uh, posted a little earlier uh, uh, this morning. What's on your mind? Okay, so I just wanted to say thank you for bringing this awareness. Um, One of my best friends had a double mastectomy. And she's actually a, a, a really um, important attorney at speaking of 9-11. She actually got all the first responders their money after 9-11. So she had a double mastectomy, and she's doing a great job. And she's cancer-free now, and she's been okay for many years now. And she was even able to give birth to two, two kids. Wow, that's wonderful. Lisa, I just wish I had more time. I just don't right now. You always make wonderful points. We'll get to you uh, another time on the issue of breast cancer. Again, I apologize. And all the phone lines are lit up, folks. I'm sorry. Uh, We are going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to discuss the presidential race. I'll be joined by political consultant Hank Scheinkoff. You are listening to The Other Side of Midnight. Dominic Carter in for Frank Marano.